0: Welcome back to another episode of Life with Your Dog. My name is Panos and Agnostu. And today I had I was thinking about a memory the other day, and I thought there was something that I could share with you all. And I'll obviously give you a little bit of background about what prompted the thought. So Margaret, and I'm pretty sure I've said this on the podcast probably heaps of times. I can't really I talk so much that I don't even know where I've said anything anymore. So Excuse me if I've been a broken record about anything, but I hope you still appreciate it. So Margaret was a dog dog trainer that I had met down at the Sutherland Shire um, Dog Training Club. She was running, she was ahead of the agility class and I'm pretty sure that she still does it to this day. And this is when I was 19 years old. And it was my first ever dog training experience. I took Ace down there. He was my Kelpie Labrador and he was a year at the time when I rocked up, the first thing she came up to me and she says, hey, Panos, nice to meet you. Show me your girl voice. And I'm like, what do you mean my girl voice? Uh, my voice broke when I was 11 years old. I don't have a girl voice. And she goes, yeah, you do. Sure you do. Show me um, how you would speak to your dog with that girl voice, that baby voice. I'm like, oh, good dog, good dog. Come on. And I was, you know, I fumbled it her way through. She goes, no, nah, no good enough. Um, keep practicing. Ten minutes later, came back up and I'm standing there like an idiot. She came back up to me. I failed again. She came up to me until 45, maybe you know, an hour later. So I was there for a while. I finally, she cracked me. She broke me through, and she got me speaking. Such a good boy, very good. Come here, pa, 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 pa. and playing with this intense animation and using that girl voice, using that baby voice, and. I really didn't understand at the time, like what she was doing. But she goes, "Look, listen, you're going to make your dog jump over eight frames, going through tunnels. You're going to make him do all this stuff." And I know, and we know that he would, he wants the reward that you have, which is the ball. However, you need to encourage him to do those things, and you're not going to force him to do it. You like, you guys are having fun doing this, and when you're having fun, you're more animated, you're more um, attractive to be around. Your dog wants to work for you. Your dog feels excited doing it. So. It's important here that we discuss about being animated. So, what prompted me was that my client the other day was so resistant, just like I was, to use that voice. Whether he felt embarrassed, and certainly hundred percent sounds and feels embarrassing, when especially if you have like your family, your friends, your partner um, around for you to hey, good boy, come here, very good. I'm sure we do that when there's no one around. Except it becomes a problem when. We need to do it in front of people when you're out in public, whatever. But, um, but the best way to get a dog's attention in a positive way, you're walking down the street, you've got a eight month old Labrador. That dogs only look at you for food anyway. But let's just say dogs really excited about other dogs sees a dog cross the road and you're like, Hey, Levi, what are you doing? Come on, just do that. Your dog will snap his head towards you and just jump on you just out of excitement. Not to mention playing a food game out of it getting his attention, using the ball, the tug, whatever it is that you're training with, giving commands after getting your dog's attention, be animated, be something that your dog is engaged by rather than, hey, hey, come on, stop it, come over here. Makes no sense, right? Just like, for example, kind of on the same topic is when I was walking Chilly uh, um, down the road and he went to, I don't know, I gave a command to my other dog and he assumed the release was for him. So he just like decided to like run towards the park going onto the road. And in that moment, I'm like, what the hell? Unacceptable. And I was going to lose it at him. However, I knew in that moment, if I'm like, oh, naughty dog, don't ever do that again. He's going to be standing there looking at me going, oh my God, I'm in trouble. And that does not get what I need. So, um, so if I stall him, get mad at him, he will stop. He will stand there and he, he gets hit by a car, for example. In that moment, he was just approaching the road, and I've gone, Chelly, Ella, which is his recall, and with enthusiasm and excitement he ran up to me, planted his butt on the ground, I grabbed his collar, put the leash on. So, obviously I should have had his leash on, he wouldn't have done that in in the first place, number one. Number two is that, give the command that you, the dog knows, and he's not, he didn't go on the road, he wasn't doing the wrong thing in that moment, but I felt like he was going to, and instead of Getting mad at him, I called him to come with a, with a, not like the way that I normally train him, which was against my nature. But my training, my conditioning kicked in. And of course, it's like a normal thing that I do every day with him. But again, instead of me going, get over here right now, which doesn't mean anything to him except for, oh, you're kind of mad at me, compared to me saying, Julie Ella. And then he comes over again, Julie Ella compared to get over here. (laughs) The dog knows the difference. So being animated, being exciting. Today in group class, we're working on the name game. Tap on the leash, say your dog's name, dog looks at you, mark and reward. But you don't say yes and give him food. You say yes and you run away, and now the dog has to play the luring game, following your hand to get that reward. You have now created a reward event, you've created more engagement, focus on you. And in that moment, Levi, goodbye, look at you. And you're using that voice with your movement and your engagement training. That voice is really adding to the situation. Again, you may feel like an idiot doing it, but if you can do that to capture a state of mind, to capture the drive, then that will transfer into the effort he puts into the behaviour. So when I use, when I have my recall, when I have my down, when I have of the commands that I want him to do, like the middle. The middle always is associated with good things. I never say middle as like a down, like stay there. Like middle is always cool, but it, but I make it more exciting by while I'm playing with him or when I have him on the leash, I'll tap down, I'll say his name, middle. And I capture that, that energy and I mark and reward. So I start to, and of course, along with so many other things in the background, like riding an extinction burst, asking the command a couple of times, and then as he starts to he's anticipating the reward but he's getting a little bit frustrated he's not getting it, he gives a little bit more energy and I reward that. That along with me being fun with it is how I get a dog that looks cool and has fast flashy behaviours because I'm very accurate and I'm very engaging with him and you've got to get past that ego of I don't have a girl voice and put yourself out there and I guess there's a medicine within that. There is something that it's playful, childish energy, we'll call it. The the fun you have with with, with a child um, is, like it's priceless, right? But it's, but it's, it's tapping into that, that authentic self. And we get that from our dog, hence why we like hanging out with dogs and let them live in our houses because they make us feel that way. You want to transfer some of that into your training, not just when we do training, come, sit, on your bed. Don't be naughty. And then when you're at home and the dog jumps on the couch, you're like, yeah, I love you so much. Come on, let's play. That's cool to do. Like, whatever. Do what you got to do. However, it would be nice to incorporate some of the animation. So this is more for the boys to be listening to because the men are a lot more, you know, stern voice, straight behavior, you know, not so animated, a little bit more rigid. Um, The girls, on the other hand, again, this is just generalizations. So the girls, on the other hand, are – being a a way too animated. So I'm going to the shelter tomorrow to work on, um, you know, helping the staff and the volunteers handling and training some of the dogs there. You don't walk into Buster's kennel, Buster, what are you doing? Whoa. And you open the door, the dog's jumping around and losing his mind. And you're like, why is the dog jumping and scratching me and grabbing my shirt and not letting go? The reason for that is because you're walking in over-animated. You don't need to animate that dog anymore. If the dog's a little bit flat, hey, what are you doing, buddy? What's going on? Then you want to kind of you know loosen him up a little bit. If the dog's completely petrified, you're not being animated in that moment. You walk in there, be calm, relaxed, let the dog come up to you. You're not going to treat the behavior better by going, oh, what are you doing, you cheeky little boy? That may be way too intense. So be animated, put yourself out there, and be vulnerable in the moment, I guess, by putting the ego aside. And if you are way too animated, you're going to bring it down a couple of notches and utilize it in the right time. Not sit down, calm, whoa, for everything. Because if you do it for everything, then two things may happen. Your, your, um, your dog may be way too overexcited all the time. And every time you give a command, which may not help with his impulse control, but also it may devalue. If you're always excited, then like how excited you have to be to be even more exciting. So be calm. With your dog, but be animated when you need to be. So I'll close on that. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you have any questions, let us know. Hit us up. Life with your dog podcast on Instagram is probably the best way to get us. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please go onto Spotify or or Apple, Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, share it with your friends, subscribe to as many different podcast apps as you can just to kind of give us some love and help with the algorithm but what also helps and we do see it helping is by sharing sharing it on instagram stories or a feed or whatever it is tell a friend we love you very much and we appreciate you have a great day until next time thank you bye thank you for listening to another episode of life with your dog please share with your friends if you're enjoying our podcast and leave a review on apple Podcasts to help others find the show. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, Life With Your Dog Podcast. My name's Panos, and to keep up with my dog training adventures, tips and techniques, you can find me on Instagram at NP underscore dog underscore training. My website, NPdogtraining.com or my YouTube channel, Nutris Pooches. Thanks for listening, guys. My name's Luke. If you'd like to find out more about my dog training services, you can find me at www.npdogtraining.com Kizuna. That's K-I-Z-U-N-A. K9C-A-N-I-N-E. dot com. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at Kizuna K9 Training. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.